Uh, we are joined by NBC analyst Jerry Bailey, the Hall of Fame jock, two-time Preakness Stakes winner. He can say that about every big race for Jerry. He's won everything two times, uh, j- at least. Uh, Jerry will be trackside uh, for the... Preakness, the run for the black-eyed Susan, the second jewel of the Triple Crown, and the one that sets up three weeks of drama, if we get it. Always Dreaming faces nine. Jerry joins us now. Jerry, welcome. How are you? Good, Mike. I'm, I'm steaming down here in Baltimore. We went from freezing, 48, and wet down there at Louisville to 92 and hot here. But yep. It's- the big crowd. It is, and it's going to be chilly, uh, cooler tomorrow, so it'll probably be a beautiful day. Now, tell me, what do you think of Always Dreaming's uh, Derby? I thought it was excellent. He's a positioned horse with multiple gears, with the best position rider on him in America, the most successful trainer of all time in terms of money won, and all of those put together gave us what we saw. I mean, a workmanlike, professional, impressive win, never in doubt. And this horse had enough gears for his rider, Velasquez, to put him in the race, put him on the lead, ease him back, lay in second down the backstretch, and then take it again to him to the stretch. He took all the heat and, and did it, and he was impressive. What do you think of Classic Empire's uh, race? He had no chance. I'm not saying that he was going to beat Always Dreaming, but he got mugged leaving the gate uh, a couple of times. He was very, very wide. He ran about seven and a half lengths further than Always Dreaming. He got hit in the eye. His eye was swollen shut after the race. So uh, you take all those things together, and, yeah, he uh, he should probably run a lot better, and I think there's some reason to believe he could beat Always Dreaming. I'm not saying he's going to, but I think there's reason for hope. Well, you got to figure, Jerry, that considering this horse's background and everything he accomplished last year and the fact that he had a nightmarish derby, they didn't sit and wait for later in the year to take their shot again. They're back right away, which tells you they think they got a good chance. That's exactly what it tells you, Mike. Um, and I thought it was just really impressive that he was able to finish fourth. Uh, he's a two-year-old champion, and you know about champions, Mike. You never count them out. Nope, and, so, and, and he's legit. He's legit. There's no yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. And, I would expect him to rebound in a big way. Yeah, I think so, too. He'll be interesting. And, and we know that in this race uh, – the outside horse is going to provide the speed. We know that. We know how Pimlico rates. Well, first, let's talk about that track. Uh, if you are going to, what's the first defining quality of Pimlico that changes from from Churchill to Pimlico for the fans? Well, it's, it's a shorter field, so come from behind horses have a little bit of better chance. But yep. speed tends to hold here yep. better. The stretch is shorter. Um, so horses turning for home in front have a, a little bit more advantage. But a lot of the other riders know that, and so they're not as apt to let a horse get loose on the lead. Now, you also have to consider that even though Always Dreaming was the favorite in the Kentucky Derby, he was a slight favorite, he's going to have a bigger target on his back here in Baltimore. You know, So nobody's going to let this horse get away with anything easy. Not that he did in the Derby, I'm not saying that. But he's going to be pressured probably more in the Preakness than he was in the Derby, and, and it wouldn't surprise me, Mike, if it's Classic Empire, not Conquest more Money, that does it early. Um, oh, interesting. Okay, so you think Classic Empire may also go go early in this race? There's not a lot of speed in the race to begin with. Well, as you pointed out, Conquest Mo Money has speed, and he right. certainly could be the one to challenge. But as a jockey, if I were riding Classic Empire, right. I'm not going to leave it up to Conquest Mo Money to do it because here's the scenario that could happen: they could break, and Conquest Mo Money could go out with Always Dreaming into the first turn, and then that jockey on Conquest Mo Money could throttle him back 
and give his horse a break while always dreaming cruises on the lead. And now Classic Empire is left in third, having to make up precious ground that he probably can't make up again. So I think the intention, at least of what they say at the barn and, and what the mindset of the riders should be on Classic Empire, is let me go with him. And then at least a third of the way through the race, if I look out and see another horse that wants to challenge always winning, then I back off a little bit. Looking at Lee got a uh, a very good trip, obviously, and finished second. What do you think about his chances here? I think he'll come running. And my colleague Randy and I, Moss and I were talking about this. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility that all three of those horses get geared up, always dreaming, classic empire, conquest more money, and these riders can't get them relaxed after they start gearing them up early in the race, and the pace gets suicidal and sets it up for a closer. Now, of the ones that are coming from the uh, from the Derby, Jerry, and we're talking about Jerry Bailey. You got Hens, you got uh, uh, Gunavera, and you got Looking at Lee. What's your thoughts about those three? By far, I think Looking at Lee is the biggest threat. Um, I will say Gunavera with a new jockey, Mike Smith. Uh, Javier Castellano, his jockey, has decided to ride cloud computing for Chad Brown. But the feeling of their barn and trainer Antonio Sano was that. Castellano didn't have him far enough back in the Kentucky Derby, so he's going to be like way, way back there. And hopefully there's a hot pace, and then he can do the same thing he did down in Florida in the Fountain of Youth and, and come running hard the last part and pick up the pieces. Of the newcomers, which one interests you, Jerry? I guess materiality, the horse that won the Illinois Derby. Um, he's, he looks like he's got more room for improvement. That race at a mile and an eighth, so the extra 16th from the Illinois Derby to the Preakness will help him. But honestly, I don't know that any of the new shooters are accomplished enough to challenge, you know, the big two, always dreaming classic empire. All right, we look for, obviously, selfishly, I always say the same thing. I always look for the Derby winner, whoever it is, to win this race so that we have three weeks yeah. of excitement and set up the big event. What is the greatest thing, go what's the best thing going for always dreaming? What's the biggest handicap for always dreaming going into the race? I think one of the best things he has going for him is that he prepared lightly for the Derby. He had five weeks between the Florida Derby, his last race before the Kentucky Derby, and that race. So now this is his second race in seven weeks. Classic Empire, because of a lot of circumstances, injuries, uh, canceled races, change, changing his training schedule, waited till the Arkansas Derby. So now he has his second race in only five weeks. So the two-week turnaround for both horses, all the horses that ran in the Derby, is the same, but it, what, it's what happened prior to the Derby that leads me to believe that maybe always dreaming would have a, his energy level might be a little higher and he looks good this week. All right. And what would be his biggest obstacle if uh, you have one? Uh, it would be that classic empire decides to take it to him early or conquest more money. And he, because he's on the inside, his jockey, John Velasquez never has a chance to get him back and relax and clear. He'll always be under pressure. Now he might take it. I mean, he pretty much did in the Kentucky Derby, so we'll see. Maybe he's that good, and, and there's no reason he can't win. Are you going to commit? If you're on Classic, and we're talking with Jerry Bailey, the Hall of Fame jock uh, for tomorrow's race, which will be on NBC, and the ratings were tremendous for the Derby. I mean, just unbelievable how good they were. Um, if you're on Classic Empire, are you going to commit Jerry before the race, or are you going to basically just follow Always Dreaming's lead? I, I think you have to com commit once the gate's open. I think you have to at least ask your horse to match strides with Always Dreaming for the first 
hundred yards. And then you look around and say, if nobody else is there, I've got to stay close. If somebody else, like Conquest More Money, wants to challenge out front or take the lead himself outright, then you can throttle the horse back. But I think I don't. I don't think that Classic Empire can allow always aiming a two-length lead with a fairly easy pace going into that first turn. Did you think uh, it looked to me now? Always Dreaming probably liked it wet. I'm going to think he did, right? I mean, it seemed like he did. Uh, and he's got the breeding for it. It seemed like he did. Do you, he looked also like a horse that had a little left to me when he got to the wire. Uh, did he look like that to you? It, it's hard to know. He was ridden out pretty well. I mean, he certainly wasn't completely used up. But I, I think I'm not, I don't think he could have won by three or four more by any means. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know that he had that much left in the tank. But he's, he is... He has trained with more energy here than any other horse on the grounds, in my opinion, that came from the Derby. And were you surprised? You know, I know before the race you were worried about how much, you know, he was going to, how he was going to deal with everything, and he was so much on the muscle. And did he handle himself all the way through? I, I didn't see every bit of the telecast because I was at a wedding, but I watched the race. Did he handle himself well the whole time? The entire trip, Mike. He was, he was well-behaved in the post-parade. He was asked for speed early in the race, which he gave his jockey. Then his jockey, Velasquez, decided to ease him back on the, on the first turn behind the, uh, the front runner State of Honor, which he did willingly. Then he laid second, giving him a breather. And then John Velasquez asked him for more. Actually, he inherited the lead under his own power yep. on the far turn. And then John Velasquez kicked on him a little bit, smooched to him turning for home, and he gave him everything he needed. So he was there in every measure. Yeah, and I saw the race. I meant more like, was he good in the paddock? Was he good being saddled? Was he behaved the whole time? Totally, totally professional. He was. Never okay. turned a hair. So yeah. he was. So that, And that, they were a little concerned about that, right? They were worried about him yeah. getting hot and him being a little headstrong. He, wasn't, he didn't show any of that, right? Yeah, basically not because he had done it before in the paddock or the post-rate, but because of that week was so different for him because right. he was so hyper-aggressive during training that week. And has he been the most impressive horse on the track in the mornings? He has. That's a good sign, too. I mean, that's a very good it, it, sign. It is. Yeah. Look, look the, the hard thing, Mike, and you're a horse owner, you know this, is all of us, even the, the guys on their back, and the trainers that are with them every day, when a horse runs a big, big race, a huge performance, like winning the Kentucky Derby, the very best horses will be at the front of the stall the next morning and be eager to train, regardless of how much that race took out of them. So you can't tell. Even in their workouts or their gallops, you can't tell because the, the really good ones put everything in it and look like they're eager. You know when we know, Mike? Yep. As a jockey on the back, we know when we turn for home. When we ask him for that gut-wrenching move, when the competition comes to us, that is the point which we know how much the prior race took out of our horse and not before. I'm sure you've been asked a thousand times if this horse has the look of a horse that can maybe uh, threaten history. Does he show you any of that yet? Have you? Would you say so far he's done everything right? Yeah, he's got no flaws, Mike. He, he ran the derby faster the first part than any other horse and faster the last part than any other horse. And, and, you know, that's a hard combination to beat. And his grandsire, Empire Maker, won the mile and a half Belmont in 03. So the pedigree says he can go even further. No question, yeah, and you know a little bit about Empire Maker yourself, as as a matter of fact, yes, you know, yeah. having sat on his back. We're talking with, so it sounds like, I think you respect Classic Empire, but it sounds like you think Always Dreaming has a, a very good chance to make this two for two. I, I do. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy, um, but, but he's going to be my pick. Uh, but as I said, uh, if, if Classic Empire wins, it would not surprise me in the least.
Thanks, Jerry, very much. We'll be watching. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, Jerry Bailey. And again, there we go. Always dreaming against nine others, including Classic Empire, who will be the heavy second choice in this field of 10. Not a lot of speed. You have speed outside with Conquest Mo Money. You have obviously Classic Empire, who can show speed and has before. And you have Always Dreaming. So you expect them to be prominently placed. Does The question is Does Classic Empire say. I am not going to in any way back down. And does it cost both of them the race? That's the one thing you worry about if you're always dreaming. You don't worry about that if it's Classic Empire. You do worry about if it's always dreaming because Classic Empire might say, hey, I'm going to sit on, sit on, uh, always dreaming. And then one of the closers comes up and steals the race from both of them. But, hey, that's horse racing. We'll see how it plays out uh, as they will run the – and tomorrow it's going to be a – Nice day, there's no weather. It's not going to be a rainy track. It's not going to be a rainy day or, or a wet track. Today, it's 92 there, as he, as he said. Uh, tomorrow, it's supposed to be much cooler, but it's still supposed to be clear. So it's not supposed to be a, a problem. Uh, has Pimlico been playing to speed? It usually does, but has it been playing predominantly to speed so it far? It looks fair. It looks fair. Okay, that's good. All right. So so be it. Uh, usually, when it gets hot. It plays more to speed, but that's usually when it gets hot over a period of, say, July or August where it's hot every day, and that means you have a baked track, and that gets very much a speed-favoring track and a speed-favoring turf course. You don't have that condition in May, even on a hot day, back after this.